Welcome to another podcast by Dr. Dennis Smith, Senior Pastor of Covenant Life Ministries. To find out more, go to lifeandfocustv.com. You know, it's uh, all about tradition, family time, holiday, getting together with uh, Easter baskets, Easter eggs, uh, Cadbury cream eggs, uh, chocolate bunnies, candy, the Easter rabbit, which originally was a hare, H-A-R-E, which is a little taller than your average rabbit and had longer ears, but uh, we still call them the Easter rabbit. But uh, originally, it's the first Easter rabbit was a hare. Which reminds me of a little story I'd like to share with you this morning. There was, a, there was a man who was driving down the highway when he saw the Easter rabbit hopping across the road. And he swerved to miss the rabbit, but unfortunately the rabbit jumped right in front of the car and the car struck him. The basket of eggs and the candy he was carrying went all over the place. Well, the man, being super sensitive and an animal lover, pulled over to see what had become of the rabbit. Sad to say, the rabbit was dead. The man was upset. He started crying. And then the woman that was driving by noticed this man on the side of the road that was all upset. So she pulled over and she got out of the car and asked him, what, what's wrong? What's the problem? And he told her, he said, I accidentally hit the Easter rabbit and I killed it. Children to be so disappointed. What should I do? Well, she told him not to worry. And she went to her car and she pulled out a spray can, walked over to the limp dead rabbit and sprayed the contents on him. And miraculously, the rabbit or hare came to life, jumped up, picked up the spilled eggs, candy, waved at the man and woman, hopped down the road about 50 feet, turned around and waved again, turned, ran about, talked about another 50 feet and turned and waved again. And the man said, what in the world did you have in that spray can? What did you spray that Easter rabbit, that hare with? The woman turned the can around and you could read the label. It said, hairspray brings life to dead hair and adds permanent wave. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry about that. We'll, 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 we'll move on. Why, why should we celebrate Easter as most people call it? We like to call it Resurrection Sunday or day, but that's has its problems too because for the believer every day is resurrection day and every Sunday we especially remember that when we get together. So people say, why in the world should I celebrate Easter? First of all, it's a pagan day. I mean, it's a pagan holiday, isn't it? Well, there are some folks that believe that Easter can be traced back to the pagan goddess known as Istra. And uh, this goddess, she was the goddess of spring and fertility. Her main symbols, by the way, for, for the goddess Istra was... Eggs and it was eggs and rabbits, representing, of course, fertility. You know, rabbits can give birth multiple times a year, about 20, every 28, 30 days. Multiple times in a year can become pregnant, just a matter of a couple of days after they give birth. So they are the sign of fertility. Eggs are a symbol of, of life. So we can see the connection. Another one question. It's always been a little. I don't know what the issue is here as far as um, a rabbit laying eggs. Does that, in any sense, does that present a problem? Well, strangely enough, and uh, strangely enough, the legend 
can go back to that goddess that found an injured bird during the wintertime. In order to save it, she transformed it into a rabbit. And it was no longer a bird, but it still laid eggs. So there you go. <laughs> it said that the Easter bunny originated in Germany as the taller white hair. If a child was good at Easter, the bunny would leave a nest full of, of colorful eggs and usually in the child's cap or bonnet. And later on, they replaced that with baskets. And in the 18th century, it was brought to the United States through the German immigrants. So, and then there are those who say that Easter is derived from the old German root word Ostern, which actually refers to the dawn or to the east, or we could say refers to the rising sun, S-U-N. Now you could see how that would become associated with Sunday or with the resurrection because it was on the early in the morning, the rising of the sun, or just prior to that when, when Jesus was, was, we know that he was raised from the dead before that. So, so, and he's called the son of righteousness. And uh, so we can see how perhaps that term was associated, Easter was associated with the resurrection celebrating that. So what should we do? Is it, should a Christian even celebrate this? Um, and what about the symbols Easter bunny and, uh, and eggs? Well, we know that Jesus is the giver of life to begin with, and he's the one that brings increase and multiplication, and he's the author of life. So, you know, the question is, how do you use these symbols? And what does it mean to you? Who are you thinking about? Who are you worshiping on that particular day on Easter? And people say, well, now, you know, you can't, you can't really, you can't celebrate Easter as a Christian because you can't find it in the Bible. And, and someone pulls out a King James Version and says, oh, yes, you can. If you'll go to Acts chapter 12, verse 4, you will find the word Easter. And that's exactly right. The problem with that is the word in the Greek is actually the word Paschal or Pesach or Passover there. It's not the word Easter at all. It's Passover. And every, in all the other places you find in the New Testament, and that word that is translated Easter there, it's translated Passover everywhere else. So the translators, for some reason or other, decided to change that. So technically, the word Easter cannot be found in the Bible. So are we supposed to celebrate it? And why celebrate? Because there's no mention of the first century, the earliest church, uh, the earliest believers celebrating one day a year for the resurrection. Well, that's true. You can't. And what we find there in those days is that the early church was primarily made up of Jewish people. Now, naturally, it grew and grew, and more Gentiles, more that were not in the Jewish faith. But in the, in the Jewish faith, uh, among the, the Jewish people, they, of course... They celebrated the Sabbath, Saturday, and then as the church was birthed and believers began to get together, they would meet on Saturday at the synagogue. That was their roots. That's what they did. They went there as believers. And then on Sunday, they would come together as, as a group of people, the church, and they would worship him, remembering, declaring the truth that he's alive, the resurrection. So most of them for a while met Saturdays and Sundays and gradually it changed until more and more the followers of Christ became known as the people of the resurrection and that became a, 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 something that people focused on when they saw believers. These are the people that believe in the resurrection. That's how they were identified. And so more and more Sunday or celebrating the resurrection day was separated from that. So you can't find it in the Bible. There's no mention of it 
in the first century church. So is it all right to celebrate it as a believer? You know, if you study the scripture, God is all about celebrations. If you read the Old Testament, there are all kinds of festivals and celebrations, special days. And although it's not Christmas celebration, quote unquote, is not specifically named in the Bible, Easter or resurrection celebration is not specifically named in the Bible. However, the truth is, is that God desires for him to celebrate the life we have through him, through Christ, every day of our lives. And what a tremendous tribute it is in glorifying God for the whole church to focus on once a year the fact that, yes, there was that day when he arose from the dead. Absolutely, absolutely. So why don't we celebrate this holiday, Easter? It's always celebrated on the next Sunday after the Paschal moon or the first full moon after the vernal or spring uh, equinox, which uh, is about around, that happens around March the 20th, sometimes a little bit later. And that's when the sun is exactly above the equator and when there's equal periods of light and darkness. It's when the northern hemisphere starts to tilt toward the sun and spring is coming and more sun days, that's, that's, that's when we celebrate this day we call Easter. Go with me if you have your Bibles or look at the screen at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which is known in the New Testament as the resurrection chapter. Let me lift out just a few verses just for a moment here and focus in on this. I'm going to emphasize certain words so you can really get hold of this. Begin with verse 13. For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised ever either. And if Christ has not been raised, then all of our preaching is useless, vain, amounting to nothing. And we apostles would be lying about God, for we said that God raised Christ from the dead. But that can't be true if there's no resurrection of the dead. And if there's no resurrection of the dead, then if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our faith is useless and you're still guilty in your sins. It's imaginary and unfounded, your faith in him. In that case, verse 18, it says, all who have died believing in Christ are lost if there's no resurrection. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are, in many translations says, if our only hope is in this life, then we are of all people or men most to be uh, most miserable or to be pitied if this is all there is to it. When people say, well, look, I have a pretty good life. And I'm good, that's great. I think we should enjoy life. I think it's wonderful to enjoy life, to be blessed, to live out the blessing of God in this life. Make the most of the days, the years that you have. Make the most of it in celebrating his life, his goodness. But it doesn't last forever that way, does it? So that's why we need to understand that that the resurrection is extremely important. If it was just about this life and then, boom, that was all there was. Then imagine how different things would be. Imagine how different your faith would be. Imagine how different you'd spend your time. Imagine how it would affect you emotionally. Imagine how it would affect you mentally. Imagine how it would affect even in your priorities and in your values if you thought that when life ended, it simply ended. How empty would life be? So why, why should Christians or believers celebrate? Well, first of all, and then we should celebrate because, because of that we can declare that we are forgiven. 
We are no longer guilty. The Bible says that we have his righteousness, which means that Jesus took upon himself our sins. He made us to be righteous. And then listen, listen, we are justified. He was raised from the dead and that justified us. That puts you in place as if you just, just as if you had never sinned before God. And when you observe and recognize the resurrection, you're saying, thank God, I'm not guilty. I'm not in my sin anymore. I've been set free. I've been forgiven. Man, that's something to celebrate. Wow. And secondly, we need to celebrate the resurrection. Why celebrate? Because in seeing and recognizing the res resurrection, we can declare and know that the enemy, Satan, has been defeated. He came to destroy the works of the devil. He overcame him. As we say, he took the keys of death and hell from him. And he brought a way for, to restore the kingdom of God in our lives and in this place. The enemy does not have to have power over you at all. Jesus has already made a way for you to be victorious of that. That's something to celebrate. Also, why celebrates? Because, when, because he was resurrected, we can celebrate the fact that our faith works. Faith is real. It's not imaginary. It's not meaningless. Jesus is who he says he is. He said that he would be, uh, his life would be taken. He would give his life. And three days from that time, he would rise from the dead. And when he gave witness of that, and when the angel told the women who came to the tomb, he says, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen just like he said. And so when you remember the resurrection, say, hey, look, he said that he would give his life for us. He said that after three days, he would rise from the dead. He said that. And he did that. And if he does what he says, if he did what he said he would do then, then he does what he says he'll do now. That means his word works. He's at the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for us. His word is true. His word is alive today. Your faith works now because of the resurrection. Yes. Hallelujah. Then why celebrate? <clears throat> because the resurrection gives us an opportunity to have resurrection power in us. In us. It doesn't matter how many times over the years that I've talked about this, read it in the scripture, it still boggles my mind when I read the scripture that says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me. Yeah, go ahead. Do you understand what it took? Do you understand the power? Do you understand the power of the resurrection that raised Christ from the dead? Do we understand the magnitude of that? Of what it took? And then when we see that, we understand that that same spirit lives in me. The Holy Spirit, the same spirit lives in me. Now, that should make a difference. That should make a difference every day of our life. That should make a difference. Just pause just a moment and just meditate for a moment and say, Lord, that same spirit, your spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in me. That means that that same power lives in me. 
And as you meditate on that, you just let God bring it to life inside of you and let it begin to flow out of you and it'll begin to connect to different areas of your life and it'll change your outlook, it'll change your life. Oh God, do that inside of us. Romans chapter six says, just as Christ, just as Christ was raised from the dead, even so we also should walk in newness of life. How do we live? The newness of life. Paul said, and Paul was a believer at this time. He was a follower of Christ. And Paul said, I want to know Christ and I want to know the power of his resurrection. That seems a little confusing. Since he already knows Christ, why is he saying, I want to know Christ? Because the depth of meaning is there. Oh, I want to know you in a deeper dimension. I want to know you like I've never known you before. And as he walks, and that's good, isn't it? All believers, aren't you in that place as a believer? Do you have that desire to know him even better than you know him now? Do you have the desire to, to, to deepen the experience that you have with God? Well, that's what Paul was sharing. He said, I want to know Christ. And that, I want to know, and here's what he says next. He says, and I want to know the power of his resurrection. God, I want to know that in my life. I can experience my life. And the last thing I think, well, it's not the last thing, but it's the last thing I have as to why we should celebrate Easter, quote unquote, or the resurrection is because death has been conquered. We could, say, we could simply say, because of that, we don't have to fear death. Now, let's be, let's be honest for just a moment. There is a, something built in us, something innate, something, there's something built in us to survive, right? No one likes to hear the news, you've got two months to live or six months to live. You begin, no one likes to feel like your life, to, to get the words, your life is ending right now. And some of us have heard words like that. And it hits you pretty hard. And when you get to a point to where there's others that you know and love and family members that are facing what we call death in this life, then we become very sober over that. And we think that something's about to happen that will change things forever. And we don't like that sometimes. We don't like to lose people. We don't like for things to come to end that way. We don't like. And death is called an enemy. It isn't. And God never intended for death to be a part of our experience as his creation. It came in as a result of sin and rebellion of man. But he provided a remedy and a way. And we do not have to fear it. When he told the disciples in, God, in, in the Gospel of John... He said, you know, I'm going to go away. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid, though, because I'm going to go away and I'm going to send a comforter. And then he gives, he gives them this comforting word. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you to myself. He is going to prepare a place. And that's, that's simply the way we say that there has been a place provided for us by the act of redemption, by what God has done for us, there's a place to provide for us that when you die, it's not the end of the story. Paul said that, that it would be better for him if he went on to be with the Lord because he said, when I'm absent from the body, I'm present, from the, I'm present with the Lord. And that truth is something, though it's very sober truth, that life as we know it here ends at some point in time. The Bible says it's pointing on every man wants to die Unless Jesus comes before you pass away physically, every person in this building will, in fact, your life will end here on earth. And that's not to be something fearful about, but there's that natural feeling of, of I want to survive. I don't want to breathe my last breath. There's that certain aspect that, that is, I think, 
completely normal for people to feel, but down deep in the side of, inside of your soul, inside of your heart and your spirit, down deep inside when you've got your faith in Christ and you believe he is who he says he is and you believe his word is true and you believe in eternal life that you have through Christ, then you can face that day with a hope that is beyond what the world can understand and say, you know, I don't have to have that tormenting fear in me of death because I know that death is not the end of it for me because Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in and relies on me as Savior will live even when he dies. Been conquered. Death has been conquered. So why don't we celebrate? Well, we celebrate because Jesus is alive. Because he lives. We live. This Sunday for churches is Super Bowl Sunday for Resurrection Day. This is when we declare as to get all over the world that yes, he is alive. People say, let's put Christ back into Christmas. Yes, but maybe we need to put Jesus back into Easter. Make him the center of what's going on in your life and in your family. Enjoy the fun that's connected with Easter or Resurrection Day. But focus on the fact of not, when you talk about how we should worship, never forget it's not about a memorial of something he did long ago. It's about something he did then that, trans, that transforms lives still today, that's still at work in your life today. We celebrate resurrection when we allow his resurrection to become a reality in our lives, experiencing his resurrection power, living it and sharing it every day because he lives, we live. So that's why you celebrate he's alive. And when that time comes for you, life to be changed, transformed, translated from this place, victory is yours because he was raised from the dead. You will live eternally.